At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Around the Circle. That's the trouble around here. Talk, talk, talk. Another crossover podcast. I'm Ben Garrett. He's David Johnson. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit. He writes for Inside the Rebels. Busy weekend in Ole Miss sports. But more importantly, the last you'll hear from me for a couple of days because I'm getting the heck out of town. Hey, buddy. Going to Harry Potter world. I am. I'm I happy am. for you. Yeah. How does Ben celebrate his 12th, 12th year, 12 year, 12 year anniversary? His wife says, yes, Ben, wow, I will take you to years. Harry Potter world. Yeah. Most people would go to the beach. Man, how do I do my? Uh, yeah, I get it. How do I do my twenty eighth year? It'll be twenty eight in August. Eat a good meal. Yeah, I will always do. <laughs> that's always that's do all that. it is. It's at some point it stops yeah. becoming. Well, we were going to go for our ten year in April of twenty twenty, but what happened in April of twenty twenty? We were, we had this whole trip planned out to L A. She always wanted to go back to L A. Uh-huh. And then what happened? That was at the the apex of when you're making decisions about, Hey, this COVID stuff seems pretty bad. Maybe we shouldn't go. Man, I, I, I was, I was not making any decisions. I, I was, I was in a coma in April. Oh of God. Yeah. My so, God. Yeah. You were. Yeah. Ugh. I definitely was. It's just uh, got dark. Anyway, it just got dark. <laughs> That's what happened to me though. Um, and we, we canceled it. And um, if we had actually gone on that trip, we would have gotten stuck in California. But David was on his deathbed, so that's not even remotely comparable as my non-trip to L.A. for two days. So, yes, that just uh, – that's, that's yeah. water under the bridge two years ago, man. And uh, I feel well, two happy years two, year, hey, two years removed. Two years longer than you thought you were going to get or that the doctor said you were going to get. Yeah, no, no kidding. You thought about that? No kidding. I'm yeah. supposed to be two years in the ground right now. Golly. That's uh, a that sobering crazy. thought. Yeah, two years. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah. I wonder the... what the embalming fluid would have done to my body at this oh! point. But anyway. Happy anyway, Monday. Uh, happy happy Monday. Monday. Happy Monday. <laughs> oh, Ole Miss right. baseball well, didn't well, have the yeah, series. So... It didn't have the series result that Ole Miss baseball that it wanted against Texas A&M. Only one of two losses series to number four Texas A&M. Goes to the SEC tournament needing to win some games. Ole Miss softball, its, it's season is now over. They fought back, had a chance to advance, but UCLA put it on them in that final game. Um, what happened in recruiting? I don't really know. What's the most important takeaway right now well, for you? Wal- Walker White was in town. Walker, Walker White was in here yeah. over the weekend, and uh, apparently he loves Ole Miss, had a great time. Yeah, Chris Vizina so, loved uh, Ole Miss too, yeah. though. So whenever I hear that, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Wait, we'll wait till we get closer. Yeah, well, that. with Walker White, there, there's always the thing, look, He's from Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, he's a 2024 quarterback, if you don't know. Number 14 quarterback in the country per the 247 industry-generated composite index. And for these podcast and, uh, purposes, he's Ole Miss's top one, two target for 2024 quarterback. Yeah, yeah, top guy. Now, he does have an Arkansas offer. And we all know how difficult it is to pull an Arkansas kid 
with a Razorback offer from that state. This might near impossible, but um, he loves Ole Miss. He said it himself, said it, said it over the weekend. So, uh, you know, that's probably the biggest thing going on in recruiting right now, other than there's a little riffraff out there about Deion Smith and probably maybe not going to get that paperwork might be going to JUCO this fall. I'd heard a little bit of that. And the longer this is dragged out, the the more it's become clear that there is something, there's something there. I just hadn't heard anything there, there's that something there. Yeah. I just hadn't heard. I was kind of Nothing waiting to concrete. see. Yeah. Cause it's been kind of the same no, thing. People won't. You know, yeah. I said last week on this podcast, well, I'd start worrying about the middle of June if he's not here. I'm accelerating that now that uh, this scuttlebutt is out there about potentially going to junior college because of grades. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, the longer these things drag out, the less likely they are to come to to fruition the way we want them to. The conclusion usually um, becomes pretty clear. yeah, it generally does. Um, so those probably are the two biggest recruiting stories right now, maybe. Now, this Tucker Dorsey kid, the linebacker mm-hmm. out of James Madison, I don't think we're we're nowhere near being the number one spot on his wish no, list. No, I don't think so. Um, you know, I think we're, we're we're third, fourth right now. So whether or not that happens or not, that was kind of big news last week. I think that's kind of been pushed to the background a little bit. It's just now, if cool. we find out he's coming in yeah. here for a visit. Right. Yeah, if we, yeah, it's cool right now. If we find out he comes in here for a visit, he's coming for a visit, that changes everything. Um, those are probably the biggest football recruiting lines right now. Um, but, hey, man, it's Hoover time, right? It I is mean, Hoover the Rebels time. play Tuesday afternoon. It is. And, uh, and there was well, a time when you I, thought I feel, Ole Miss baseball I'm wasn't going to get there. Very, yeah, yeah, no doubt they made it, but I'm still very much on the fence. I don't know where you are. I'm on the fence. I think they need to beat Vandy tomorrow to to kind of lock a spot down in the NCAAs. I don't necessarily disagree. I think that they're in the field and they're going to make it even if they lose. Having said that, uh, you open yourself up to an upset or two kicking you out, pushing you out if you don't win. I want to say something real quick about Deion Smith. Deion Smith has been yeah. the, the worst kept secret. We talked about this before since like October of last year that he was going to transfer, enter the portal, and come to Ole Miss. He does that, does exactly that. He goes into uh, the portal, only visits Ole Miss. The gray stuff is the only issue. And people have wanted like regular daily updates about Deion Smith. Here's the gist of it he's either going to get his grades or he's not. That's it. If he does, he comes to Ole Miss. If he doesn't, he won't be a part of the team next year. And it's looking now like, I guess, because I didn't know much about Like, I didn't have anything as definitive as you. And I think Neil had something about it. Somebody put it on our board on the uh, Ole Miss Spirit about something Neil said. I hadn't heard all that. But it's not like this has been a roller coaster of a thing to follow. It's always just been, hey, is Dion going to get his grades or not? And I know that a lot of people wanted some drama with it. Or, hey, what's the latest on Dion? It's just, hey, does he get his grades or not? And if he doesn't get his grades, he's not going to be an old Miss yeah, Rebel. If he does, he's going to be on the math test. Yeah, and, and look, I'm not saying anything definitive. I don't have anything concrete yeah, right now on that. I'm just telling you there is definitely talk out there that uh, – But it's been out there, not gonna, hasn't there? That, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but this is new stuff that maybe he came up short mm-hmm. and is going to have to enroll in junior college. But again, I don't have anything concrete on that. So don't hold me to it. How does that change but the dynamic of the wide receiver room? More than anything. Well, the problem, Ben, is that this this late in the game, I, I mean, while there are, are still a thousand kids in the portal, the quality's just not there. Mm. I mean, those guys have been taken. They've been sucked up. I mean, I, I got a call this morning from a guy I know that's on the on an FBS staff asking me about Mississippi JUCO receivers. You know, they're 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 looking to kind of come into this state and try to try to get a, a possible twenty three JUCO kid that could play this season at his junior college, but they're in such need, they're willing to come in and, 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 and yank one. So Wow, you think know, about that. that, that JUCO recruiting right has kind of been pushed back, like how far JUCO recruiting. Those are the guys that suffer the most from um, name, image, and likeness and being able to profit off of it now. The like mid-range recruits, the three-star high school prospects that are good players, but they're not that player yet that would typically get signed. Those guys are getting left. They're not getting the same kind of offers. Now, JUCOs, they're really not getting their most interest until what, June? Well, really not until the fall. I mean, they, they, you know, the colleges are going to wait until they put some tape, more tape out there and make sure they're 100%. You know, so it's generally September, October before you offer JUCO guys that can be there in January. Um, but um, what I'm saying is, you know, these are guys that junior colleges are depending on to play this fall for them oh, yeah. that Division One schools are now going, hey, the heck with the relationship with that JUCO, we're going to have to go in and take one of those players. You know, and it's all just trickle-down effect of the transfer portal. I mean, look, your players on your roster are in no way, shape, form, or fashion ever safe from somebody else coming in. That's just the world we live in now. The only time it's truly safe or safe-ish because they can still leave. They still have that that uh, ability, that opportunity. But the only way it's kind of safe is if you get a kid that transferred in and use his one-year penalty-free transfer. He's more locked in than whoever hasn't used it. Fair game. Yeah, yeah. Or a JUCO kid that can't go to a four-year school until he gets that degree. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the kids that are safe. But but nevertheless, um, yeah, Deion Smith, I mean, look, I can't give you anything definitive, but I can tell you there are some people out there right now who think for sure he's going junior college. It makes Jalen Robinson getting him that much more important. It already was important. They wanted multiple guys. Malik Heath is going to be here in June. They needed another dynamic guy that could step in and really contribute. Because Jordan Watkins was banged up in the spring. He was recruited to be one of those guys. But I don't think he really flashed like that yet. Not to say he couldn't, but he didn't initially. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, like a go-to guy. He He did not have a... You know, whether whether it was by injury or whatever, Jordan didn't have that, you know, quote unquote Elijah Moore type spring. Um, so Jalen Jalen is huge to have in here. Uh they're a receiver short, I think, from where they want to be, particularly if Deion Smith doesn't get here. So uh yeah, I mean you get out there and you look in the portal, but again, you've got an issue. There was a May first deadline, so nobody else can hop in the portal and play this fall. And all the all the top receivers that went in the portal, they're they're gone. They're not in the portal anymore. So, you know, 
There, there you this have is it. not I mean, sunshine punk, and I'm legitimately asking, are we making a little bit too much out of the lack of depth in the wide receiver room? Because they do have some guys that have been here a while. Dennis Jackson now yeah, would be I mean, the top. Like Vince Sanders, a, Vince Sanders didn't become Vince Sanders till year three. They have a serviceable wide receiver core right now. But, um, you know, as far as a stud, all-star, superstar playmaker, that's going to be a, a second, third-round selection in the NFL draft. I don't think that guy is, is, is in that room. You know, and that that's, you know, sans Michael Trigg because, you know, I'm extremely high mm-hmm. on Michael Trigg. And, um, you know, but, but as far as the edge receivers and everything, you know, I don't think that guy's in that room right now. Now, that guy may prove himself to be in that room this fall, hopefully, but um, – you know, right now I'm just I'm just not I'm not sure. There's not enough evidence um, that uh, one of these guys is going to bust out. Jonathan Mingo has everything you'd want him to have to have an incredible year, but he hasn't had that yet. And he can't stay healthy. So, um, well, that's that's always an issue too. That was a Braylon Sanders issue. That's right. Um, Braylon was one of the. Uh, one of the best wide receivers to ever come through here, but we couldn't keep him on the field. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, we'll Is see there any current roster play. wide receiver that you think has upside to break out? I, I, I think Jonathan Mingo could break out. Uh, Truly break out. You know, I'm. yeah, I mean, I, I'm a fan of Brandon Buckhalter, but I haven't seen Brandon – you know, show what I think he's capable of doing yet. Uh, I love his body size. You look at him in pads and you go, oh, man, this guy's headed to the NFL. But, you know, we we, we got to see him do it on the field. Um, I mean, so there are guys in that room that I'm big on. See, I love J.J. Uh, Henry I'm, and think J.J. Henry can be something. But then I look at the number they put, them on, put, them, put on them when they first got to Ole Miss. Like Brandon Buckhalter's wearing 89. J.J. Henry's wearing 86. If you thought those guys were dudes, you wouldn't put 89 or 86 on them. Oh, that, that's, that's – I don't know where you're coming at with that, man. Come on. I'm just playing. What is it's that? Monday. It's Monday in May. Yeah. I'm yeah. just having some fun. I hear you. I like J.J. Henry's I hear you. I think J.J. Henry's got some upside. Okay. I love Jalen Knox okay. last year. So there are some guys. It's just – you don't have a proven commodity. Yeah, we just didn't get to see them. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Jalen Knox out the first half of spring uh, with with an injury, gets healthy, comes back, breaks his ankle. We don't get to see him at all. I mean, you know, that's that's the problem with evaluating the Ole Miss wide receiver core right now. Mm. Braylon Brown, too. Yeah. There are some guys that could. But, oh, yeah. You know. Now, look, I'll tell you, I, I watched Braylon Brown in fall camp last year before he got injured. The kid was he was eating it up. He was he was killing it. And uh as a matter of fact, the play he got injured on was like a seventy yard reception from Matt Corral. And then he got up and he was limping. And then I saw him over there under the tent crying. And I was like, Oh crap, this is terrible. And then, you know, off you go. So So there are some anyway, guys. The thing uh, is is just like you didn't want to be in this position. Deion Smith would have made you feel much more comfortable, safe about the room. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, you know, there's look, there's something to be said about going into battle with a bunch of unknowns, with something to prove. 
with chips on their shoulder. And I think that's what you've got with the receiver score. What's the hit rate on guys that have a, quote, chip on their shoulder actually proving the doubters wrong, though? I don't know. Every kid says that. Dude drops the NFL draft. I got a chip on my shoulder. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Neat. I hope Matt Corral goes and sets the world on fire at Carolina. But the first thing he said was, I got a bigger chip on my shoulder. You're one of the most accomplished quarterbacks in the country last year, let alone I'll miss a record-setting quarterback. Like what? Sh- what chip do you have? No one's doubting you. You just filled up the third round. Well, if you, the hit uh, rate you on the whole SEC football, yeah, yeah, you better have a chip on your shoulder. I just think that the whole hit rate on. Well, I got a chip on my shoulder now. Y'all are all gonna see. It's not great. It sounds good, but it's not great. It's like every single off season mm-hmm. when they talk about a player is in the best shape of his life. I hate those stories. Yeah, well, look some data up on that and get back to me. Okay, anyway, Ole Miss baseball is going to Hoover. You believe they have to beat Vandy to get to the tournament. I think so, too. Um, Do they need to win more than just the Vandy? Do they have to upset Tennessee Tennessee to improve their uh, positioning or anything? I don't think so. I I, I think if they take care of their business in Hoover tomorrow against Vandy, Vandy's got a very high RPI. Um, You know, yeah, I think they're there. I think I think they get in. I think you may see them, may see them get in as a three seed somewhere, which they'd be a tough three seed. But uh, you know, I could see that. I could see that happening because uh, they just haven't had a great year, obviously. Um, you know, but you look back on the on, on how they've been playing lately, and they they've been playing pretty well. Um, yeah, you know, they're an NCAA tournament team. Uh, but if they lose to Martin Hoover, I guarantee you there's going to be some sleepless nights with Ole Miss baseball fans waiting on that selection show because uh, nothing's going to be guaranteed. Who's the head coach of Ole Miss baseball by the end of the summer? Mike Bianco. I don't believe that. I believe it. Yeah, I don't believe it. You don't believe it? You uh-huh. think he's gone? Yeah, I do. Just the general vibe I'm getting right now from talking to some people. I don't think it'll be Mike. Ole Miss fans, you can never be too careful, especially these days and with young kids at home. Don't take any chances and secure your home with Eufy Smart Lock, an easy install all-in-one security device for your front door and that peace of mind we're all looking for. I myself am a Eufy user, and I can tell you firsthand, go ahead and ditch those house keys forever, grab a Phillips head screwdriver because that's all you'll need, and give Eufy Smart Lock a try today. No monthly fee, and Eufy customer service is waiting on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to Vault Hemingway or the Pavilion or Swayze Field to cheer on your Ole Miss Rebels with the reassurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Smart Lock. Eufy Video Lock makes it easy to keep an eye on things back home. Its built-in camera can tell you who's at the front door from the comfort of your stadium seat. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com, eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Smart Lock and Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I think the, uh, the whole feeling of moving or just this time, I'd say, I'll say this. It's kind of driven, too, by what the reaction was and how on senior day, it did seem like a little bit of a send-off for Mike, too. A little bit. Let me say this. I think right. Mike can still save his job. I do. I obviously do because, look, man, you can't make that decision without factoring in the previous 22 years. You just can't. Um, I know everybody wants Keith to be able to do that and, and, and to just, you know, fire him. But not everybody, but most everybody. Uh, I, I fully get that. And and you're not wrong with that way of thinking. I'm not saying that. But again, in, in the real world, not in the not in the world of just being a fan, you've got to factor in the last twenty two years and how he goes out, how you want him to go out, how you want to be perceived as an institution letting him out. Um, you know, I mean that's just the bottom line. I mean, I mean, look, we look at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is our everything. We know the money and the facilities and all the resources the baseball program has here. The rest of the world will not perceive it that way. They will not perceive it that way. And I know, you know, with perception, it doesn't matter. No, they won't. They won't see it that way. But, you know, I mean, Texas A&M is a prime example of, and AD going, you know what? We need a change. And they made it. And look what they're doing now. I mean, Schlossnagel is, is, is kicking butt with the Aggies. Here's my so, one Mike Bianco take. This is how I truly feel about it, okay? If you were going to make the change, you should have made it back in July because it gave both parties an easy out when he publicly flirted with LSU. I just thought that was a terrible look for everybody. Well, Terrible. Didn't give him an easy out because he he didn't quit his job here, and he had no other job to go to because ultimately LSU went a different direction. But he's a millionaire multiple so, times over, so he could have taken a year yeah, off, gotten it. a good job uh, this year. Whenever the year was over, I just felt like it was a good way, a good excuse for both sides to basically say, "Hey, you know what? It's been a great run. Let's celebrate Mike Bianco." Let him go quietly into the night for a year and then come back and go coach pretty much wherever he wanted to. Because then at that time, you had Dan McDonald on the hook. That's what people don't want to truly admit here. Like, you had Dan McDonald on the hook. He would have taken that job in July. At worst, Cliff Godwin yeah. would have taken it. It would have taken two days to find find the Mike Bianco replacement. So that was the perfect yeah, time to do it, but you didn't do it. But you didn't do it. So then you just set yourself up in this weird, awkward situation to where – Neither. I mean, obviously, Mike still didn't want to be here because Mike went and publicly flirted with LSU. Uh, the fan base has reacted as it has. It's just a really awkward position to be in. But if you were going to do yeah, it, then I just yeah, I just feel like if you were going to do it, do it then because now it's it's become this awkward, weird, manifested situation that is uh, pretty untenable to be honest with you. Because I agree with you. Um, on paper, you could easily argue, yeah, just let him keep coaching. Because you're getting the same results. Everything that Ole Miss baseball has as a program, I think, is is, is where you want it to be. I think where yeah. Mike is holding well, it back is in-game decision-making. When he was suspended for the game at Texas a We started off this conversation with you asking me, 
who's going to be the coach next year. <laughs> now, and I told you Mike Bianco. Uh-huh. Now, do you feel good about that? I that guess. Of okay. That decision. No, that's no, not no. An endorsement no. of that decision. That's a prediction right. of that decision. That's all that is. Advocating. I didn't mean for it to come across that way. That's not what I was. That's not what I was saying. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I get that. I, I, but I'm not advocating for his firing or his continuing on here. I'm that's also not what we do. Yeah, that's not what we do. We don't. We don't really do that. Like, here's my whole thing. Is what I was saying is like everything you want Ole Miss baseball to be. It is. It's a a well oiled machine. It's competitive every single year. But I think, and it's very anecdotal, but I think that the second game of Texas A&M when Carl was managing was a good example of everything's what it needs to be, but he's still very antiquated in his thinking and his game management, like leaving pitchers in way too long and all that kind of stuff. He's not a partic- He doesn't shift. He's not a particularly analytical guy. He's been a little bit more analytically bent the last couple of years, but he hasn't gone full on into it. And the game has changed in 2022 from what it was in 2002. So if you manage the same way, which Mike kind of does, that on its own puts you at a distinct disadvantage, even though all of your program, you have everything that you need. So I could get it if, like, you wanted to make a change to keep the program like it is operationally, but take a step in game to get over the hump of eight Omaha advancement opportunities and finally busting through more than once. If that's what you want to do, there are some routes to take. But if you were saying, all right, we're going to make the change and go make the splash with Dan McDonald, well, the, la- the time to do that was July, last July. Now it just feels like a clunky, weird thing where everybody's in a holding pattern like, all right, well, what you going to do? It's a weird place. Yeah. It's a weird well, place. I, w- I will say this. If, if Keith ultimately decides there needs to be a change, there will be no shortage of the top candidates no in America. No doubt. Uh, to come in here and take over this program. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I mean, look, let's be honest. The next two weeks are going to be very interesting. And the in thing is, I still feel baseball. like this team has an opportunity to make a postseason run. I do. I feel yeah, like they've I underachieved. I, I feel do. like they didn't have Kevin Graham for a, an extended stretch, and he's their best or second best hitter at worst. You know, there there are things that you can yeah, say, I mean, well, this, this team's still, this like what, before team, the year, they still they were number one at one point. Eight days ago, this team, <clears throat> excuse me, swept LSU and Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. I mean, this is a team, they can beat anybody. <clears throat> the question is, will they? And um, like I said, the next two weeks with Ole Miss baseball should be fascinating. It'll be very interesting. Whose future is brighter, Ole Miss baseball game, or softball? Well, I'll get to that. Okay. But let me say this. If there is a change, don't you think it'll happen swiftly? It will not yeah. be two weeks after mm-hmm. the, the 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 final game. It's going to happen quickly. And the search is going to happen quickly, too. I think the search won't take but two days. Yeah. Brighter future, softball or baseball? Uh-huh. <clears throat> Man, look, I'm going to tell you, it's softball. I knew you were going to I, I mean, well, well. Hold on. They're about to be playing in a brand new stadium. Brand new stadium. And God, they they needed that so bad, man. So bad. No, they definitely did. They definitely did. And, you know, people have just watched the regional out of UCLA. And uh, you look at UCLA Stadium. Yeah, it's bigger than Ole Miss's, but nicer, no, the current stadium. But the thing of it is, 
And it's the same way with football. These West Coast facilities, look, it's all about what you value as a culture. In the South, where we're from, everybody's playing in cathedrals. Out West, just not that way. That's not that's not what's important to them. And uh, so, uh, but but if Ole Miss is going to continue to play in the SEC, which they are, you've got to have comparable facilities. And um, you know, I think Jamie Traxel is a very, very good head coach. Uh, you know, I, I, I've watched her manage very closely all year. And uh, she does an incredible job. Riker Chasen, her pitching coach, is incredible too. I hope, and I'm not trying to start anything, but I hope Jamie's able to keep him because he's got an incredibly bright future. Uh, What he did with their pitching staff this year, they won 41 games, 41 games with a pitching staff that probably – I mean, would would be tenth or below in the SEC if you want to rank them, and um, you know, just amazing what they did. I mean, I mean, you know, yesterday wasn't so great. Obviously, uh, they 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 study matchups. They sent Anna Borgen out there. The problem with Anna is Anna needs kind of a loose strike zone, and man, the strike zone was so tight yesterday. So. She wasn't getting the corners that she normally gets, and UCLA took advantage of that. But um, I see nothing but big things. I mean, Jamie's got, I think, the number five recruiting class in the country coming in. Uh, she had a big recruiting year last year. Um, I mean, it's all all in place for them. Now, granted, they will be playing probably half or three-quarters of their season at a high school field next year while this uh, stadium is being finished up. But, yeah, I think the future is extremely bright for Ole Miss softball. I think it is. Um, it's you know, wild to think about straight, what we were talking about with Ole Miss baseball and softball last July to now. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Um, and that's not to shortchange Ole Miss baseball future. No. But, um, you know, we, do, we, just, we don't know what the future is going to be right now. No idea. We we don't even know who's going to be coaching the Rebels next year. So, you know, do you do you go out and you get the right guy, or do you go out and get Pat Harrison, who decides he's only going to recruit California kids in here? How'd that work out? Not very good. Yeah, it's uh, way before me, apparently. I don't remember Pat Harrison. You don't remember Pat Harrison? Uh-uh. Really? Uh-uh. I'm 36. When was Pat coaching? Well, what he was the guy Mike replaced, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. I just don't remember it. That goes to show you, though, what almost baseball was before Mike, I guess. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's dog. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I mean, Pat Harrison was at a booster event one time, basically told the old Miss people he wasn't going to recruit kids from Mississippi, he was going to California where the talent was. How'd that work out for you, Pat? <laughs> yep, I don't even know if. I hope Pat's still with us, but um, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know nowadays. what he's doing. I, I know Pat Harrison. I just never really followed on his baseball at that time. I was also, what, 10 years old? Come on. Okay, okay. Mike okay. Bianco has yeah. been at Ole Miss for 22 years. Yeah, let me tell you something. Pat Harrison used to play Delta State every year, and uh, they came to Cleveland to play uh, – 
Delta State. May have been Pat's last year. I remember Jude Volts was Ole Miss's first baseman. Uh, but uh, they came to Cleveland on a Saturday morning to play right. Delta State. And they lost with a 13 nothing run-ruled butt-whooping. And that was the last time Ole Miss ever played Delta State in baseball. Look at the fighting Eli Whitesides. I love it. That's exactly right. Eli Whiteside was Delta State's catcher. Uh Went on to catch for the San Francisco Giants. Former Um, New Albanian. um, Eli Whiteside has a great catering company here in New Albany. Came back home. Does he? Yeah. Back home. I didn't know Eli was back home. Back home in New Albany, yeah, with the catering business. But see, in New Albany, we only had a few of our guys go on and, and do some things in college. Eli Anding is a legend. Eli Whiteside is a legend. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I guess yeah. it's just Eli's. Eli Whiteside, let me tell you, I have no idea how Delta, how, how Ole Miss and Mississippi State know. missed on Eli. I don't Whiteside. either. I mean, my God. Well, because Pat I Harrison mean, said he's I mean, going to California. Pat Harrison said he's going to California. Yeah. That's yeah, why. He did. He did. He, he had the San Francisco Giants feature catcher 20 uh-huh. miles from Oxford, and uh, he went to California. But uh, kid would have I mean, crawled to Ole Miss. Would have crawled. Oh, Instead, he, he goes have. to Cleveland. Yeah. Goes, goes to Cleveland, hits like 410 for yeah. his career, and uh, awesome. was the best defensive catcher I've ever seen. I mean, really, he was an incredible defensive Shouts catcher. Shouts out to Eli Whiteside. All right, so in a couple of weeks, uh, most likely baseball will be done too. At that point, what is there going to be for Ole Miss fans to really follow along in the debtor months? Put your yeah, like forecasting hat on. Yeah. yeah, recruiting takes off, you know, June 1st. And uh, Ole Miss is going to have a series of camps, I think seven in the month of June. And, of course, uh, we're all going to be out there covering the heck out of that. Woo! And, uh, you know, uh, getting these top prospects as they come in. And uh, we're excited. Yeah. Are we? So June is going to be very recruiting heavy. Well, you know, you know, you and I've got some worked out. We're good. We go. um, but um, June is going to be very recruiting heavy, um, you know, and we'll write a little bit about preseason football. Uh, Are you going to do those ranking of the, the Rebels things there. that a lot of uh, other places do? No. Okay. Maybe. Oh, that's <clears throat> top 100 Rebels. Yeah, I'll make a promise to you, oh, Ole Miss man. fan listening. I'm not going to do that. Dave's not either. I'm not going to do that either, man, because uh, it's lame. And um, <laughs> it's stop bonus. there. It's just, it's just lame. And, it's lame. It's just lame. It's yeah, lame. And I mean, I mean, are you the 55th rebel or are you the 68th rebel? You know, I mean, who is number one though? Who is number one though? If it was Matt Crow, Sam Williams is one and two last year. Who is one and two right now for David Johnson? Uh, all right, all right, all right. Are we, we're just talking about on impact and things yeah, like just, that. Yeah, ranking the rebels um, this is what you do in the summer. Ooh, man, man, I'd probably right now tend to just off the hip go. Uh, I, I'd probably say it. Man, that's hard. Michael I'd probably, Trigg. I'd probably go. I probably would go with Zach Evans. Honestly, Trey like would be that. in my top five. Yeah, for sure. But probably Zach Evans. Yeah, I like that. I saw a mock recently uh, that had him in the back end of the first round. I think it was Pro Football Focus in the back end of the 2023 first round draft. But having said that, we both agree that running backs is a position are being devalued by the NFL. So I only think like one running back will go in the first round. It could be Zach. Point is, is that it really will probably be only a one-year thing for him. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, not only for him, but the way the trend's going. I mean, do you see Ulysses Bentley staying? Mm. I mean, he may go too. That's right. Um, you know, uh, Mason Brooks obviously is gone. He only has one year to play. Um, you know, Triggs got to stay for an extra year, so you got him for two years. Dart too. Uh, yeah, you've got Dart for two. Uh, Jordan Watkins will probably be gone. Well, yeah, yeah, he'll he'll be gone. Uh, God, so most of wild. these transfer guys. That's why. Yeah, they're they're only here for one year, and it really changes. I think from a fan standpoint, you know, you never get to know these guys. They're here, they're gone. But what do you and, value? Uh, do you value wins, or do you value? Oh, he's one of my Ole Miss Rebels. At the end know. of the day, it's about winning games. I, I know, I, I agree, because college football. What made college football great was feeling like you were a part of it. It's the communal aspect yeah. of it. But now it's very yeah, much yeah, big business and wins. Down for five years, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, and now, now it's very much of uh, go win, go get the best players you can, and win right now. Otherwise, no guarantees, no promises. Yeah, and and I mean, you know, we're starting to see that with the media too. It's it, it, it's it's hard to get to know these guys, right? Yeah. Because everything is in a prim and proper setting, and um, you know, obviously, the time we get to spend at practice has been greatly reduced. Which, which is um, so, fine. Here's where it's really yeah. hit me for the first time. This this happened recently, and you'll love this. I, I haven't even told this to David. Usually I tell him everything. Um, so Sam Williams gets drafted by the Cowboys. That is like a natural interview for me to do, right? <laughs> and so I reached sure. out to Sam. I DM'd him. I was like, hey, man, would you want to? And he's like, yeah, for sure. Well, I didn't hear from him again. So then I got somebody to reach out to him for me. End up getting uh, contacted by his agent who says, all right, how come? How much can you pay? And I want to be like, all right, well, see you later, Sam. Remember that Talk of Champions oh Remember that Talk of Champions was founded as a concept. It became just a, a different kind of podcast. But it was, as a concept, it was let's get former players on every single show and deep dive into their background and who they are and all this kind of stuff. Now, that's impossible. I couldn't do it. I'd, I'd be broke. Oh, my God. I'd be broke. Oh, my God. <laughs> Denzel oh, Kim Dizzy saying, "Hey, I know. Now, how much can you pay?" That breaks my heart, man. I don't blame him though. Like, okay, I'm re- don't do anything for I'm free. Gonna reach out to Sam. Oh God, I'm going to reach out to Sam today just oh, to God. see. See, because Sam and I were kind of we were kind of boys a little bit. You now, I mean, you know. So I just want to. I just I just want to see. I just want to <laughs> we'll see because if you can get him, that'd be I'll great. Never forget. I mean, I interviewed Sam all the time when when he was in JUCO, and I remember interviewing him. On his way to Ole Miss, he had stopped at a gas station somewhere in Alabama, and uh, he was putting gas in his truck. And somebody came wheeling in like they were they were, I mean, like they were they almost hit him or something is what it sounded like on the phone. And anyway, some colorful conversation ensued afterwards, but. Um, <laughs> Yes, that's my boy, man. If 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 I get contacted by an agent, I'm gonna, my heart's gonna break. Well, well, well I want to say that this. would be terrible. I'm not knocking it at all. Go get your money, young fella. You've earned it. Awesome. I just it's the culture has changed, which is totally okay. I doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Sam Williams doesn't know me a dang thing. Point is, is that old days of like, hey, Mike Hilton, you just got drafted literally yesterday or undrafted. You just signed an undrafted free agent deal with the Steelers or Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace was a second round draft selection of Pittsburgh Steelers. I was so close with Mike. The minute he got drafted, now I'm talking five minutes after he got drafted, we were on the phone together and I was writing something about it. 
right? It's just not yeah. like that anymore, which is fine. It's just it just no. shows you that you know if you're a college football fan and uh, these are your rebels for five years. No, it's a business, man. It, it's very much a business. So like, let's just drop the facade of amateurism and stuff like that and accept it for you want them to win first and foremost. Well, now it, it literally is all about winning. That's it. Period. That's it. It's wins. Yeah, it's just like after pro day this year and the media waiting three hours on Matt Corral. Yeah, exactly. And then he didn't come. Which is fine. They don't know his dick. They don't know what's the thing. But it's different. That's it just different. uh Yes, that, that's unfortunate, though. No, I, no, now I want you to reach out to know. Sam. You know, it'll be so fun. I so hope he responds to you and gives you a great interview. I really do. I don't mean I don't mean to be like sounding snippy or anything. I hope he gives you a great interview because you'll just know that no, Ben, the culture hasn't changed. He just didn't want to talk to you, and I don't blame him. <laughs> I really don't blame him. You know. Well, I really don't care to interview Sam right now, but no, you've got to do I it just though. Want to see you I, have to do it. Agent, <laughs> yeah. You have to I mean, do it for me. Just find out if you get the agent. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna DM him on Twitter and find out he's blocked. Yeah. See what happens with that? But, yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing anyway, though with Sam. Here's the right. deal with Sam. It's like I reached out to him on Twitter and he responded. He responded, and then yeah, I'd be happy to. And then yeah. the next communication was his agent saying, "All right, how much?" <laughs> No, well, have a good career with the cat with my favorite team. Anyway, this has been another crossover podcast. I am now going to go pack my bag and get the hell out of Dodge. He's David Johnson. I'm at Spirit Ben on Twitter. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit on 3.com. He writes for Inside the Rebels 247 Sports at Rebels 247. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions and iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. As long as it's five stars, this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions. Thank you, buddy. Howdy, Toddy, everybody. Ben, you have a great trip. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.